0: Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association.
1: All right, good Monday morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on american family radio today is the 19th of december in case you're wondering joining me in studio is fred jackson good morning fred
0: good morning tim
1: and we are awaiting the appearance of dr ray pritchard who we we're having technical we still having technical difficulties Brent. uh yes sir we are i'm working with him and i'll let you know when he's ready Okay, so I just distracted you from the work you're doing to get him on by asking you about it. <laughs> no, sir. Okay, no, sir. Okay. But anyway, uh, Ray will be on momentarily, hopefully. Uh, Brent will get that worked out or call somebody in who can get that worked out. Maybe, well, maybe, maybe the lines between
0: here and there are frozen.
1: Well, if they're not now, <laughs> they're going to be. Oh. <laughs> That's kind of the lead story for right now, isn't it, Fred? What's going to happen this week
0: happening now? The, The people who track weather year by year are saying this is going to be one of the coldest periods that we have experienced in this country. Now, people say, well, come on, Minnesota, North Dakota. Right. But we're talking about, and don't blame Canada for this, they're calling it a Siberian cold blast. All right. So it's coming over from Russia through Canada and down deep into the United States. We're talking into the south, southeast part of the Mississippi, our home base here. We're talking almost down to single digits overnight. Mm-hmm. I think it's 10 degrees at our home base here in Tupelo uh, come uh, Thursday night, Friday. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this is incredible. Where Ray is there in Kansas City, they're starting to get snow there. And it's going to snow across the northern tier of the country and uh, up on into the northeast. So this is this is the kind of stuff, Tim, that normally you don't see until about February.
1: Right. Yeah, in the middle of January, February. Um, you know, you, so you're telling me weather can come over the top of the North Pole? Yeah.
0: They call it a Siberian blast.
1: Because Russia... From the U.S. would be almost on the other side of the world. Yes, I mean I, I'm, I, people people use that expression all the time on the other side of the world. Well, I'm talking about if you went to the other completely to the other side of the globe, 180 degrees, and you would find uh, well, you probably would find Siberia, at least China. So, but I'm just thinking about weather coming over the top of the globe mm-hmm. into Canada, so Canada can't be blamed. <laughs> for this particular blast of uh, of frigid weather. You're right. Uh, you know, the global warming folks just can't catch a break. No. Fred?
0: No. I mean, come they on. They were meeting in Montreal last week, and I was thinking about that, you know. Uh, they're not wearing light uh, cotton suit coats up there these days. It is, it, I, and, and there's a serious side to this. There are a lot of cities that are not ready for this. Uh and I just I'm just thinking a lot of a lot of folks have pets that stay outside on their porches. Yeah. You gotta be careful and then there's the frozen pipes. If you have not put those little covers on your outside yeah. faucets yet, you
2: better do it. Yeah. No, absolutely. You're absolutely right. All right, Ray, you with us? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was I was working on my frozen pipes, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about The internet know. was frozen. The <laughs> internet here in Kansas City was frozen. In fact, right now we're getting what they call frozen mix, which is a little snow, a little sleet, a little rain, a little ice, and more. T- I'm looking here on Thursday. The high here on Thursday is 20, and the low is minus 7. Oh, minus. Windchills down to 25 below. Then on oh Thursday night, wind chills down as low as 35 below. Right. I'm against. I'm against this, guys. I'm just. I'm. I oppose this kind of weather. <laughs> Somebody take a boat, right? That's right. Uh, this is. This is just plain wrong.
1: I, I, well, now I'm looking at uh, for us here in Tupelo. We're not going to be as cold as you guys there in Kansas City, obviously. But listen to this. I've. I've. I've never seen this before on, on a on a, on a uh, weather forecast. Never. It's going to go from 57 degrees mm-hmm. on Thursday. Uh, and, uh, and dropped to 10 oh, wow. in a matter of, I'm guessing 12 hours or so. So I, what I'm saying is I've never remember ever a drop of what? 47 degrees. Yeah. Even in a 24 hour period. I've never, I never remember seeing that. Mm-mm. So, uh, what's going to hit and that's that this Siberian blast. I don't know if you heard us, Ray. Fred said it's from Siberia.
2: Yeah, I believe it.
1: And he's not kidding.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's coming over the top of the North Pole, and then it's going to slam into the uh, Canada and, of course, the U.S. and in grip, what, two-thirds of the country? Oh, yes. Uh, but what got me, too, was looking at Friday, was uh, it says for us here in Tupelo, it says 20 to 30 mile an hour winds mm. with higher gusts possible. So you're talking about 20, 22 degrees straight up. Yep. With uh, higher wind gust, uh, gust to 30 to 40 miles an hour, uh, and then that's going to go, you know, sweep, as I say, sweep most of the country.
0: Well, with that higher wind, that means the wind chill is going to drive that temperature down even further. Yeah, uh,
1: that means if you have
2: a flat tire, basically you die. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you know, this is true. You get caught out. Let's say at night, guys. Yeah. You get caught out somewhere at night, and your you your battery goes, you have a flat tire, and you got wind chills down around zero or below. Uh, your cell phone, if for some reason it's not working, then you are in a truly life-threatening situation yeah, I,
1: right yeah, there. I'm kidding about it, but it's not funny uh, because that could happen to somebody. So the best thing is, uh, you know, Stay at home uh, on, on uh, Thursday and Friday, Saturday. Maybe it's going to warm up a little bit by Christmas Day for most people. But I say warm up. I guess that's relative, depending on where you live. But uh, but still, that's just going to be a brutal shock to the country.
0: We got to get yeah, and get ready for it. As far as you know, what the experts say, leave a little water running in your taps inside, mm-hmm. so that your pipes. A lot of people have houses; the pipes run up in the attic which is not super insulated usually. So you got to be careful with these things. We talked about those outside faucets. Now you better cover them up well yeah, so that doesn't freeze because on top of all that's going to happen, you don't want frozen pipes bursting. That's a mess. No, oh,
1: gosh. can you imagine, I can't imagine that happening and it being frigid outside. I'll tell yeah. you what we did. i say we. Allison and I, my wife, we built... S- i don't know six five or six homes we built since we got married in 84
0: Mm -hmm.
1: built our first one in 86 and what she started doing the last couple of homes maybe three homes ago i don't know um i can't remember exactly but she started insulating the walls inside the house Mm. a lot of people don't do this a lot of builders don't do this right they just put the sheetrock up, right? Yeah, right. But she started having them put insulation in the walls in the house inside, and I, I can't prove this, but I'm thinking that's made all the difference in our oh sure our electrical mm-hmm. bill is it's much less than what everybody else's is. Our our thermostat just doesn't move that much up up or down, mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: and I think it's because of of that. Sure, I mean, as I say, it's unscientific, but I'm. Thinking that has something to do with it. Well, uh, it is. We're joking around, but it is going to be life threatening. Uh, You you know, pets. Oh, uh, going to be needing to take care of your pets, and I don't know what you do about livestock. Uh, They can handle a lot.
0: Talking about cattle and they can, but uh, I tell you what, because it's going to change so quickly. Especially, you know, you think of uh, beef cattle that are out. They're free-ranging, basically. They're out in the field. You see them. And a lot of these places don't have shelters. I know when I used to live, uh, live in the prairies in Canada, they had some degree of shelter from the wind, at least. And the, the cattle would gather under one roof I've seen, yeah. to try to stay warm. Uh, but you don't have a lot of that in this part of the world because mm. we're just not used to this this kind of cold.
1: In the summer, eh, you see cattle... Uh, when it's really hot, they'll get under a. They'll gather right. together under a tree. Yes. Just for shade. Yes. But I don't know what well, you do in the. I guess you do in the winter like this.
2: I well, it, it, this is going to be a difficult situation all across the the heartland here. You've got your your cattle. You've got your sheep. You've got all of that. Plus, you've got your pets. You got to take care of. Uh, some people are going. You've got outside vegetation plants. Unless you unless you can cover them somehow, you're going to lose some of those very cold, sensitive plants. And this is Monday. Let's just say this, friends. You've got a day or two or three, but don't wait until right. Thursday night to make your Walmart run. Right. If, if you need something, if you need the bread, you know, if you need the milk, if you need the flour, uh, you better lay it in now before we get to that part of the week. What about pigs and chickens? I mean— Chickens,
0: well, they're in... They have a a, a coop
1: usually. Yeah.
0: A hen house. Well, the big farms you're you're in. But, you know, a lot of people have taken, to save a little bit of money, they have their own hens in the backyard. Mm -hmm. Right. But a lot of those are just kept in cages. Mm -hmm. They're open to the air. Uh, So all of that, all of that livestock, if you've got livestock, you've got pets... You've got to plan right now. Which yeah, it's
1: not that. going to be just cold as we typically experience here in in the winter. It's going to be it's going to be life threatening. Yes, on on on, on at least Thursday night for some earlier Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. it's just going to be
2: absolutely brutal. Well, um, you think about it, guys. It's going to hit hardest in North Dakota, Minnesota, places right. like that. But they are at least have experience with that. That, right. When that cold weather comes south to places like Kansas City, right. Memphis, right. Tupelo, Dallas, right. and a true Siberian blast, we're not used to that. Right. And so people had better be – some people may listen to us and go, you guys are making too much of this. I don't think we are. I mean, when across the country we're being warned about this Siberian Arctic blast, everybody in the path of it better take it serious.
1: Yeah, and when you got winds, you know – 20 30 40 miles an hour to add yeah. to the cold you know and uh, you know if uh, sometimes in the winter it's rare but sometimes in the winter that cold blast can go deep into florida yep and they got citrus right. yes. you know, the citrus plants are at risk Just wipe it know? out yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, i don't know how far south that's going to reach down into florida it's going to reach into northern florida South hand that. handle i would think yeah we'll get it all right, you're listening to the uh, radio program today's issues on American Family Radio. Tim, Fred, and Ed, uh, what do you got next, Fred?
0: All right, well, we're keeping an eye on the southern border. Uh, Title 42, we've talked about it quite a bit here on the program. Tim, Title 42 was put in place when Donald Trump was president, was during COVID, and basically it said those approaching our southern border seeking asylum would have to wait south of the border in Mexico until their asylum court hearing date came up. Well, uh, that is set to expire on Wednesday of this week. And it it looks like what that means is there are now thousands of even more people who want to enter this country are are gathering already on the southern border, Our border agents are already overwhelmed. We talked about this. There's been tens of thousands coming across the border every month now, ever since Joe Biden became president. Well, now there's even more because legally, they're going to be able to come to the border, claim asylum, and they're going to be allowed to stay on this side of the border. Now, the problem is this with cities like El Paso and other cities along the border, they already, they're... Their detention centers are already filled to the gills, as they say, and there's no room for them. Uh, So it's it's amazing what is happening out there, what is being allowed to happen. The country is being overwhelmed. I was reading a story. The mayor of New York, Eric Adams, saying this morning, all our shelters are filled up here. They've got over 30,000 that have made it from the border, illegals, up into New York City. Their shelters are full. He says, we don't have any more room. We're going to have to start deciding between where we spend our money between people entering the country illegally and taxpayers of the country. I mean, it is a mess. But you may find this hard to believe. There, There are some media outlets in this country are blaming Republicans for what's happening on the southern border. Now, I want to play you a little bit of this. First, I want to play you Joe Biden from 2020. Who is it that invited the surge at our southern border? Have a listen. And then I want you to listen to an interview that was done this weekend between Martha Reddits of ABC talking with Texas Governor Greg Abbott. All right, so first you're going to hear Joe Biden from 2020 saying, if I become president, I'm going to invite a surge. And then you're going to hear this interview between ABC's Martha Reddits and Governor Greg Abbott of Texas. Cut one.
3: I would in fact make sure that there is we immediately surge to the border where a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should come. When you talk about open borders.
4: I don't think I've ever heard President Biden say, We have an open border, come on over. But people I have heard say it are you, are former President Trump or Ron DeSantis. That message reverberates. In Mexico and beyond.
0: I hope everybody understands what Martha Reddits just did. She accused Republicans right. of creating the crisis at the border because they're out there warning America that these thousands are, are coming to the border and they're crossing illegally and they're getting to stay. And Martha Reddits is saying, that's your fault, Republicans. That's Rhonda Sanders. You just heard her. Yeah, she's a liar.
1: I don't know how else to say it. She's intentionally misleading people, which is a definition of a liar to her audience. If, in fact, there was no other context to what she just said, uh, that is uh, – wow. Listen.
2: Uh, is, 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 is the accusation there, guys, is her accusation that by Mr. Trump and Ron DeSantis, that by them arguing against open borders – Yes. That somehow they're creating open borders. By, by the, the argument then is that by calling attention to the problem, you're making it more likely that people from Mexico and Central America are going to come up and flood. the. That, that argument doesn't even make any sense, does it? Well, it makes sense if nobody's checking you on it. <laughs>
0: and they know, True. just like Joe Biden knows, the mainstream media is on his Listen. side. And Martha Reddit says, I'm not going to be fact-checked by what I'm saying.
1: All right, all right, listen to to, to the to the
0: ur- point of urgency
1: now. And, and folks, uh just have to say this, we we we're talking thousands. Listen, in the since Biden became president and he invited the surge, it 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 is a people have been coming from around the world and entering the United States by the millions not the thousands, since Biden has come in, they're estimated, what,
0: between 2 and 3 million? Oh, uh, yeah. No, actually, it's 5 million encounters since he became president. Okay,
1: which is historic uh, in a bad way. And and, and what's going to happen now with this ending of this Title 42, and there are even some Democrats, some, talking about this. Well, you have the mayor of New York. He's a Democrat. He's far, far. He's a couple thousand miles from the border. But because so many of these immigrants, uh, illegal immigrants, are going to New York, I guess they have family or think they'll be taken care of because New York's a sanctuary city, and they've said, come, we'll take care of you. Well, those who are crossing illegally, some of them are taking New York at their word. The governor of California, a very liberal Democrat, he said the other day, their, their social services couldn't handle anymore. But th- th- these people won't point the finger where it needs to be pointed, and that's at Joe Biden. Yes. Because Joe Biden is letting these millions of people into our country, and it's going to get what, – what, what the warning is now, it's going to get exponentially worse with this ending of Title 42 in the next two days, three days?
0: Yeah, Wednesday.
1: Okay, then – listen, let me just – try to clear this up because sometimes it's hard to understand these people are coming here by the millions and they're claiming asylum they've been coached by the coyotes and those who they pay to get here what to say it's an abuse of our system quite frankly we have asylum laws to help people around the world on a small scale who are experiencing political and or religious persecution uh, maybe maybe ethnic cleansing type situations where we take people in who are absolutely completely desperate uh, for for their lives in in what's happening at our southern border yes you have people here who want they're coming from around the world they're people from all nationalities flooding over our southern border they're just walking in and going and we're putting them on planes and buses and wherever they want to go all they do is say i'm I'm claiming asylum, and then they're free to go into the country. What what Trump had done was say, "Hey, you can claim asylum, but you got to stay in Mexico." All right, that's that's a deal we had worked out with the Mexican government. When Biden came into office, he said, "No, everybody gets in who wants in. Don't uh, if they claim asylum, you got to let them in." And um, so that's where we are. We're about to have millions more, literally. By the end of the year, millions more come in, and there's no end in sight. And the reason Joe Biden, the president of the United States, won't go to the southern border, even though this is a major, major crisis for our country, to the point where the mayor of New York is pleading for some help, is because if he goes to the southern border, it's an acknowledgment. That there is a crisis, that there is a problem. And then you say, well, how did this come to be? And then it comes back on him. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a pretty obvious situation. So when I know this, uh, one of his uh, uh, publicity folks, uh, uh, former mayor of Atlanta, Bottoms. What's yes. Her, what's her name? Uh, but anyway, I've forgotten the ages. She She's at the White House kind of in a public relations position. Mm-hmm. She was on one of the talk shows over the weekend saying she doesn't know why he has or hasn't visited the border. Talking about she's coming on her boss, President Biden. So uh, this is a complete and total dereliction of duty as the president of the United States to defend our country. And uh, the governors of the states along the border, namely the ones in Arizona, Republican, and, and Governor Abbott are doing everything they possibly can. But they're no match no. for these numbers. And, you know, our Constitution and common sense presumes that somebody wants to defend themselves against, against uh, illegal activity. So, but when you have a president And a party, quite frankly, the Democrats, who they don't care about defending our borders. They don't even want borders. They'll give it lip service every once in a while, but all their actions say they want people to pour in to this country by the millions. To what end? I'm not, I don't, I don't know what necessarily the end game is, except what I've expressed in the past. This is my own opinion. People may not share it. I think Biden and the Democrats want to flood our country with millions of people from around the world. Let them all pour in as long as Biden's president, and then and then claim we need to give them asylum. Excuse me, asylum and or amnesty. Yes. So that all these people get to vote, and then you get them to vote, and they they and access our social services, our taxpayer programs, and. I guess you just break the country. I, I don't know. And, and you tried to destroy the Republican Party for good. Yes. Uh, that would be my guess as to why he's doing this.
0: Uh, Fred, you got a better explanation? No, uh, I think you're bang on. You know, what's really disturbing, there was a court decision in Britain this morning. It says the British government is allowed to keep asylum seekers who want to get into Britain in Rwanda. Right. Court decision there. Right. Smart, intelligent. Right. You know, they can't handle it. We can't handle it, folks. Well, it's fixing to get exponentially
1: worse by probably five five or tenfold. And even the Democrat mayor of El Paso uh, issued a state of emergency.
0: He did. So did the mayor of New York. Uh, Gavin there, Newsom has said, we can't take any more in California. Yes. Gavin Newsom. Meanwhile we don't even know
1: who's in control of our White House quite frankly Biden is out he's lost his mind. <laughs> we got more evidence of that I mean it's a, it's, it's funny but it's not funny. Mm. We'll be back in a moment.
4: And my father, your great-grandfather, fought in World War II. Really? He was a gunner on the big ship out in the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Your great-grandmother did her part, too.
3: Was she
1: on
2: a ship?
4: Oh, no. She stayed back home. She and a lot of her friends worked really hard in a factory because the men had gone off to war. And they held scrap metal drives to help in the war effort. The folks back home were
1: heroes,
3: too. Here at the American Family Association, we consider you the heroes back home. As you fulfill your responsibility of caring for your family day to day, your partnership with us is crucial as we fight the enemies of freedom in America. Thank you for your commitment to the American Family Association.
2: Grandpa, what's a scrap metal drive? (laughs)
3: Let's get some cookies, and I'll tell you all about it. Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash starnes. The Medical University of South Carolina is facing a federal civil rights investigation. Turns out the medical school's been excluding men and white people from their programs. Eight programs run by the medical school now facing federal investigations. There are allegations that not only have white people been banned from the school, but they were also denied scholarship opportunities. There's no place in American society for people like that, people who judge individuals by the color of their skin instead of the content of their character. Their idea of diversity and inclusion means excluding Caucasians. You know, I'd like to think the NAACP and Al Sharpton and the professional race agitators would take a fierce stand in defense of the white people and the young men who were denied opportunities. But that would not be a dream. That would be a miracle. Hey, got to read my book, Our Daily Biscuit, Devotions with the Draw. You can get a copy right now at todstarge.com.
1: The Lord looks down from heaven on all mankind to see if there are any who understand, any who seek God. Psalm 14, 2.
3: American Family Radio.
0: This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at afr.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues.
1: Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thank you for listening to AFR. Fred Jackson is with me. Ray Pritchard with me. I'm Tim Wildman, and we. Uh, you, you can watch the show if you want to on... Uh, Facebook Live, just type in today's issues or our own video streaming service that we now have online and have had for a few months. streaming.afa.net. streaming.afa.net. You can watch the show there. And we prob- we promise not to ban ourselves <laughs> for misinformation. Uh, you know, we've mentioned before we got we got the uh, uh, banned permanently by YouTube. They won't tell you why. Something they had a they had an intern last summer At YouTube. This is what I can figure out. Listening to our show every day, even going into our archives and finding something COVID related or election results related, and this is what I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and banned us a couple times. They banned us. And Brent Creeley, our producer, went back and told them, appealed, and told YouTube, and they put us back on within 24 hours. This is what, what made me think it was a summer intern. And then her boss said, no, and or his boss, or whatever pronoun they use. Uh, I don't know. You never know a day. So I don't know. So uh, we, just, we, we just gave up and quit fighting it. Yeah. And just, If YouTube wants to bury us, then... ban us and so be it we'll just form our own streaming service so there you go you're listening to today's issues we're going to get back to president biden in a little bit because it's it's funny but it's not funny he has lost his mind he is telling whoppers out there uh, that are uh, provable to be untrue Mm -hmm. on and uh the latest was his story about giving the Purple Heart to his uncle uh, with he and his dad, talking about Joe Biden's dad. But the problem is he gives the date he gives this is, is a decade or more after these two gentlemen died. And it's just there's more to that story right there. But this is a guy who's the president of the United States, and he has lost it. Mm-hmm. It's It's evident almost daily now. It's really uh, up to the Democrats to replace him. They have got to do something. They got to do something. This is serious. Yeah, we. This guy is in, is the president of the United States, and he doesn't he doesn't know where he is or what day it is, half the time, and he certainly doesn't know the truth. Yes. Um. So, you know, for those media folks who fact checked President Trump for what he had for lunch. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're not to be found, huh? Nope. B- because they're trying to cover for Biden as long as they can with the uh, American public who don't get their news, but anywhere but NBC, ABC, CBS, and, and, uh, and CNN. All right. Well, listen, uh, there's a big event happening later in the year that's a great uh, witnessing opportunity that uh, Ray Comfort and his ministry are going to take advantage of. Ray is the CEO of Living Waters Ministry. Has been on our program many times. He lives in Southern California, but his ministry is international. Good morning to you, Ray.
4: Good morning, and you can call me a he. That's I'm a pronoun. Is that uh, your
1: pronoun? Okay, we're going to go with he. Yeah. Okay, well, that's your preferred pronoun. Whatever yes. you just we just want to get your truth, uh, Ray, <laughs> because we all have our own truth. Uh, Ray, so what is this event coming up later in the year we're talking about?
4: Now, I've heard the King of England is going to be crowned in the ceremony of the coronation. Uh, 4.1 billion people tuned into the Queen's uh, funeral. 4.1 billion. There's never, ever been anything that's <laughs> received such uh, news or watched by, by so many. And this is even greater than than her funeral. This is the crowning of a king Will there'll be a gold coach and a, a diamond-encrusted crown It's Sir... Most American Christians don't get a grip of this uh, because they say, Jesus is my king, and they're right. I don't want to bow down to any other king. But the whole world's got an insatiable appetite for anything royal. It's it's celebrity on steroids. So what's going to happen on the 6th of May is the king's going to get crowned, but it's a very, quote, religious ceremony. He's going to be presented with three swords. One's a blunt sword, which is symbolic of the mercy of God. He's going to be presented with an orb, which is like a little globe with a cross on top that speaks of the reign of Jesus Christ over the whole world. He's going to wear six different robes, uh, typology of the uh, righteousness of Christ that we're robed in. He's going to be anointed with oil, symbolic of the Holy Spirit. He's going to lay his hand on the Bible and swear to uphold its truths and be the defender of the faith. And so this is a very religious ceremony that the whole world is going to watch. They're going to witness because it's going to be televised. So the whole world's going to church, and millions of people going to London there's never been anything like this it makes the golden globes and all those things just seem ridiculous even a presidential oration or, oration or, I can't even say it. you know what I'm saying no we, we
1: don't <laughs> actually but go ahead
4: <laughs> a, now I'm gonna get this accent business for the next 10 minutes yeah but yeah I had trouble with that word um, okay. I speak for a living but it's it's super exciting so we've printed three million gospel tracks that are like a million pound with uh Charles' picture on the front and the gospel on the back, and already two thousand Christians have gone to Living Waters forward slash London and registered to go. And we're going to supply all these tracks plus a hundred thousand books called Defender of the Faith that are going to be given away. And these are going to be eaten up by people in London because they're memorabilia. They'll want to hold on to anything that reminds them of this day when they saw a king crown. So we're very excited and we want uh, already nearly four hundred Americans have uh, committed to go to London to be part of this Outreach to the Lost, where millions will be in that city for the for the uh, coronation.
0: Boy, talking about taking advantage of a tremendous opportunity, Ray. This is absolutely incredible. And you're right. Uh, you know, first it was Princess Diana and her wedding with Charles. And, you know, the whole world was just fascinated by this. It's hard for some people to understand why Americans are so fascinated with, with royalty. Uh, but now you have this event coming up in May, so about six months from now, and uh, yeah, what an opportunity to get the gospel
4: out. Yeah, and I guess because of the nature of the service that the whole world's going to go to, the church service, hmm. are they going to be reminded of God, they're going to hear the gospel, <laughs> and they're going um, to see him with his uh, robes on, and the, the media will be forced to explain what the orb is. This is the secular media. They've already had to do it. When uh, Queen Elizabeth was at her funeral, they had the orb on her casket. It was like a great big elephant in the room that the media had to say that's the orb, and that's symbolic of the reign of Jesus Christ over the whole world. And so they're going to have to do that with the anointing of oil. They're going to have to do that with the blunt sword, the sword of mercy, with the orb, uh, when he lays his hand on the Bible and swears to hold the truths of Scripture, which is justification by faith. That's what the whole thing is about. He's defender of the faith against the era of Catholicism, where Catholicism says you have to do things to merit eternal life, and the Bible says it's completely free. Well, what Charles has to do as defender of the faith is swear to uphold uh, salvation by grace through faith without works, that it's entirely a gift of... ...the hmm. secular world are going to have to talk about, because there'll be moments of silence where they have to explain to the literally billions of people who are tuned in what actually is going on. So that gives us tremendous license to give somebody a book. We're having 100,000 printed, and they're completely free, and say this will explain all the symbolism behind the, uh, the uh, Westminster Abbey service, and people are going to grab that and find out what, what it's about, and it has the gospel in it. Same with the gospel tract. It begins with speaking about King Charles on the back, and then it just goes straight into the gospel, and it flows because the gospel will be being talked about during the coronation.
2: Amen. Ray, Go ahead. So, Ray, what is go- let's suppose that we have among our listeners, our vast audience, we've got people who say, I'd like to be part of that. I would like to go to London and be part of this outreach. If we've got listeners, and I'm sure we do, who'd love to be part of this outreach, what should they do?
4: Just go to livingwaters.com forward slash London, and it gives you all the details. There's a video that you can watch that gives more but it, uh, you just pay your own way, uh, and we will make sure you get all the literature completely free.
1: Where, uh, now, when is that? In May, you say?
4: May the 6th. But our outreach will be on May the 5th because it's going to be so congested on May the 6th.
1: Are you going over there? So
4: um, I won't be because I don't want to leave my wife. Unless something happens uh, that's important that I can't mention, I will definitely go.
1: You definitely won't go or will go?
4: and well i don't
1: know at the moment <laughs> so there's no definitely there yes
4: there's definitely no definitely
1: <laughs> talking to uh our brother ray comfort from living waters ministry and they do a lot of witnessing uh they 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 well, they, they they are uh, their expertise i guess and is in how to witness to non believers and they they've been doing that for what three decades now ray something like that
4: Yes, uh, three or four decades. The other thing people could help with, if they know anyone in Europe, uh, 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 any ministries in Europe, just grab that video link from livingwaters.com forward slash London and just send it over to them. uh, Because if it goes to a key person, that could mean uh, they'll take a whole stack of people from their country to London because they just go under the channel and away they go. So uh what is again, it what is it, the you know, how how
1: far back does the does does this go this christian uh her- heritage connection to the king uh to to the royal family i guess i should say
4: about the 16th 16th century they've been doing this um and it's it just holds on it, it, Granted, a lot of it's just empty tradition, and we can't judge the hearts of those that are doing it, but um, we can bounce off, as Paul did in Acts 17. Remember, Paul uh, got up to speak to the Athenians and preach to them. He quoted Greek poets, and those poets were pointing to Thor, the false god, the Greek god. And so uh, Paul was was just using that as a bridge to reach his hearers, because that's what you know that's what he was doing. He wasn't promoting idolatry. And all we're doing with this coronation is using it as a bridge to reach the lost. And it really is unprecedented. People are being liking it to like what happened on the day of Pentecost. People from all nations came and, and heard the gospel, and they're going to come from all nations, presidents, celebrities. Kings from around the world are going to attend this coronation. There's never been anything like it. And if you want to get, your, get a glimpse of what it's going to be like, just go onto YouTube and uh, type in uh, Queen Elizabeth's Coronation 1953, and you'll be blown away with what you see. It's just massive crowds. And that's what, before social media that, that, uh, that so many people got to witness this incredible event. Yeah. Well, listen, Ray, keep us
1: posted. We look forward to maybe uh, visiting with you a time or two before that. And uh maybe oh, one
4: other th- one yeah. other thing Tim. Yeah. Uh we we are we're partnering with Answers uh, Answers in Genesis They're uh, partnering with us with us. their uh, ministry in, in the UK uh, um are also with us so it's great to have a partnership with them.
1: You're partnering with who? <laughs> who
4: are you partnering with? Ken Han. Ken Han. You're partnering with Ken Han. Yeah, we text each other every day. He insults me because he's Australian. They don't know how to uh uh compliment people and show their love and they do it through insulting so he insults me he loves me a lot
1: texting those australians <laughs> all right listen ray god bless your brother and you're doing a great work great ministry and we will talk to you we'll talk to you later okay
4: okay hey thanks a lot god bless Bye-bye. thank you thank you
1: sir <laughs> brother ray comfort uh I've known him a long, long time, mm-hmm. and he can take my mockery
2: <laughs> because he you, dishes it right back. Yeah, he does. Huh? And, and I don't know if there's anybody in the world that's more experienced in what we would call open-air evangelism or street evangelism as Ray Comfort. He's been up there on the front lines from the beginning. And uh, I tell you what, guys, this part of the problem that Ray was pointing out, we Americans, we're not used to thinking in terms of monarchy, right? No. We don't think in terms of a, of a king or a queen, a coronation and so on. But he's absolutely right. He said 4.1 billion people mm. watched Queen Elizabeth's funeral. It's going to be billions who are going to watch the, the I don't know the right term, the coronation uh, if, or installation of King Charles. Mm. But there are going to be millions of people over there. And he's also right, 100% right, that that the traditions surrounding the English monarchy, they are steeped in biblical symbolism. Mm -hmm. So what a tremendous opportunity to preach the gospel and say, hey, let's explain what all this means. So uh, friends, if if you've got some time and you've got the uh, availability, go to livingwaters.com slash London and find out all. I was just looking at that website. It's all right there. Uh, and uh, go and get the good word out in right. London next May. Uh,
1: we all remember, if you were alive at the time and old enough to, we all remember when Prince Sti died.
2: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
1: You know when she was, she lost her life in that tragic automobile accident. Well, the world watched that funeral service,
0: and before right. that, their
1: wedding, Charles right. and yes. Oh, I mean, right. the, the world went crazy over that. So the fascination with the royal family and all their traditions is, I think. People just uh, watch that like they do a soap opera. (laughs) Right. It's kind of a living soap opera, if you will. Yeah. And so that keeps people's attention. And you don't see many royals today. Uh, Now, they don't have any true power in Great Britain or England.
2: Right. They, They don't have a vote.
1: No, it's all symbolic. But they do have a big voice. Right. Uh, you know, in, in world affairs oftentimes even. Um, so um, that will be – but I didn't know when the – so the, how does that work now? Who is uh, in line to be king? So when Queen Elizabeth passes and her son becomes king, he's Charles. Charles.
2: Right, right.
1: He's in his 70s, right? Right, right.
2: 74, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: what happens when
2: he passes? Uh, William.
0: He'll be William. the oldest – there. Uh, he and Diana's oldest son. Which is William. William, right. Or who is William.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: So where does they leave Harry? Uh, In L.A.?
2: With <laughs> Meghan Markle, oh. yes. <laughs> doing doing documentaries. That's going <laughs> to have
1: a long shelf
2: life right there. Oh, man. Oh, man. Huh? The, the, use the word soap opera. The Harry and Meghan story. That is a, that's an ongoing spectacle slash soap opera.
1: Ten years from now, he's going to wish he would never...
0: I, yeah, I Le- think in Le- a private F-Ding, moment, uh, even now, huh? I think he's regretting it even now.
1: Well I read the other day that they made they uh, Megan um, and Harry, Harry. Now, they they still have their proper titles. Something of Sussex, yeah, Duke Duke or I don't know. Anyway, but um, they're out
2: of. But they have no royal family duties. That's all gone, you know. Right, they're, they
1: may get stripped yeah. of their titles.
2: Which I don't yeah. think I don't know why they would care because they left
1: uh, London to go to L.A. to live among the celebrities and I read where they made a hundred million bucks off that Netflix special. Yeah, they did. But then somebody was saying that sounds like a lot of money, and it is to 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 all of us listening. It's more than I make in a month.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know, you pay taxes on that, and you get all their. Their, you know, lavish lifestyle that they live, you can burn through millions of dollars pretty fast. Yeah. So, uh, and he, he, they're getting no money from the royal family any longer that, you know, I guess the people of, of, of England or Great Britain subsidize or underwrite the royal family's expenditures and how they're, how they live. Anyway, uh, the the point is the the great witnessing, witnessing opportunity that will come. Yes. With, uh, she, he, he say May, is that when he said? In May, May early May. May. Yeah,
2: May, May the 6th is mm-hmm. the actual date.
1: All right. Red, next story.
2: Well, uh, we kind of alluded to this story right. a few minutes ago. So it's
0: really important to get to dates. Joe Biden became vice president of the United States uh, under Barack Obama in 2008. All right. So that's the first date you have to remember 2008. President Joe Biden's dad died in 2002, okay? So, six years prior to Joe Biden becoming vice president, his dad passed away. Nine years, nine years before Joe Biden became vice president, his uncle Frank passed away, all right? Uncle Frank dies 1999. Joe Biden's dad dies 2002. Joe Biden becomes vice president in 2008. Okay, those are the dates. Last Friday, in a town hall with veterans, this is what Joe Biden had to say. He said, my dad, when I got elected vice president, he said, Joey, Uncle Frank fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He was not feeling very well now not because of the Battle of the Bulge, but he said, and he won the Purple Heart and he never received it. He never got it. Do you think you could help him get it? We will surprise him. This is Joe Biden last Friday. So I got him the Purple Heart. He had won it in the Battle of the Bulge. And I remember he came over the house and I came out and my father said, present it to him. Okay. We had the family there. Biden concluded the story claiming he gave the medal to his uncle despite his Frank's, his uncle Frank's humble protests.
1: Well, he's just lying.
2: It was or, impossible. happened. <laughs> okay. It, it could not have happened the way he said, right? No, impossible. It could not have happened. Impossible. No, he says. He says
1: this took place. At, he made a point to say this took place after I was vice president. In other words, I'm using my position at vice as vice president. My dad says, "Can you do me a favor? Get your uncle his Purple Heart." Sure, sure. But Joe Biden just—I don't know—he calls up to get a Purple Heart sent over. I didn't know it worked that way. I don't think it does. This is what's more uh, fabrication about the story, and so. Here, here's what you have. I use the word lie, <clears throat> the the guy Biden, his almost his whole career has, has told toe whoppers, and and there are, are embellished stories. They may be half truths, but then he embellishes them beyond. Uh, be, because he wants to make himself look big. Mm-hmm. That's that's the personality disorder that he has. I don't know what you call that exactly, but he's had that for years. But now. He's the, in fact, he had to withdraw from the presidential uh, uh, race, what, 25, 30 years ago because of plagiarism mm-hmm. um, that, he, that was found on, I guess, some work he had done in college or something. But here you got – here's the problem now. You have a man who's the president, uh, the CEO of America, who has lost his connection with reality. Yes. It, that's being generous. Mm -hmm. It would almost be better if he were just flat out lying (laughs) because, you know, that's dishonest, but at least you've got your faculties to be dishonest with. In this case, Biden truly has is losing his mind before before our very eyes. Many have suspected he has dementia and some would say right now, duh, he has dementia or early onset of something worse than that. Who knows? Uh, but if, if, if Trump had done this, this would be all over the news today. They'd be asking for his invoke the 25th amendment. He needs to resign today. The man has lost touch with reality. We'll see what's said in the media uh, today. Fred's
0: laughing. Well, this, this, what Joe Biden said was on Friday. So now it's Monday. And I've not seen this story anywhere else.
1: Now, Corrine Jean Pierre, I know a lot of listeners will be proud of me for getting it correct. Uh huh. She's the press secretary. Yes, for Biden. She's the one that has to go out there every day and make up stuff or say he didn't do what we just saw him do. Or she, she's that's what she does. Uh, And I don't know what she's going to say today, if she's even asked about it. That's the thing. Only got Peter Doocy and maybe one or two others who ask hard questions. Otherwise, it's a complicit press corps because they don't want to hurt their Democrat president. So they're basically just uh, protecting him, shielding him from moments like this, from getting wider exposure. Uh, But, you know, it's, it's really a the democrats need to do something because this guy can't run
0: for office again no and and the reality is the new york post was first to report this they say there's even there's not even a record of frank biden receiving the purple heart nowhere right there's no record of this right happening but you know remember back several months ago he was doing a shout-out in a room to a lady who had passed away tragically in an accident right. several months before. Right. Right. I, I, now, I, that's I mean, what I'm saying. Somebody who had been passed away for several months, mm-hmm. he's
1: asking her to come yeah. up to the podium, right? Yeah, uh, to say thank you for, for something. That alone <laughs> is a reason for concern. Ray, I, I don't know. We have a we have somebody who's in who's the president of the United States right now, as I said, who's who's losing his mind before our very eyes.
2: Well, between the options you mentioned, uh I don't believe he was lying in the sense of intentionally deceiving. I think he thought he was telling the truth. In his mind yes, he does have an uncle. Yes, his uncle fought in the Battle of the Bulge. His maybe he was wounded over there. That much that much perhaps is entirely true. And the rest of it, um, He's old and he's addled, and he told the story the way he thought it was, which I think is far more frightening than if he had intentionally deceived, because you wouldn't tell that kind of lie. It's too easy to fact check, right? Right.
1: Yes. Good point. Good point. And and he he was and this. So either he's a. I do think at one time in his life he was. A, I don't know what, what you call the kind of per There's a, there's a name for this, uh, for a psychological disorder where somebody's always telling <laughs> the Bible.
2: If you tell whoppers. It, whoppers. One, yeah, you tell them over and over and over again. Right?
1: But they're always to make you look good. Sure. In the eyes of whoever it is you're speaking to. Yeah. And uh, oftentimes they're provably wrong.
2: Right. If, if but somebody, you keep on doing it. Right. But there's a keep, problem there. But
1: now you enter into the fact that he may have dementia and add that into a personality disorder of somebody who tells Whoppers, then there's no telling what he'll say on any given day, and right. any given event. We'll be back momentarily. Stay with us. Right.
3: The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.